welcome to episode 54 with Brian Brown. Brian Brown works with Avalara. They are a tax software company. He is the senior strategic partner uh, manager at Avalara. He leads the business development, go-to-market, and overall channel strategy for Avalara's presence in direct selling and affiliate marketing. It's his business to know the latest in technology solutions for direct sellers' global challenges and with an obvious emphasis in tax compliance. In this episode, Brian and I talk about the complexity of taxes in the United States. He discusses what you should consider as you look at bringing on a tax software. And he talks about international, which was very fascinating to talk about some of the issues that are uh, facing companies internationally. And he gives us food for thought for the future, right? What's happening in digital services and e-commerce and how each entity likes to get a piece of the pie. Welcome, Brian. Thanks so much for having me, Nancy. Happy to be here. Great. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, at Avalara, you guys do sales tax and tax software. Is it just sales tax that you do? Yeah. Yes and no, in the sense that it goes a little bit beyond that, but I think we'll, we'll get into it. Okay, it's, okay. It's more it's more than just sales tax, but oh, okay. People always ask that question. It's a good question to ask. Uh, okay, so just tell us why why a company needs sales tax software. Why is it so complex in the United States? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first word that comes to the mind is an enigma, right? It's just this dark box. Um, except for this enigma is tens of thousands of different overlapping tax jurisdictions, all with their own unique tax product classification, filing schedules, rates. I mean, when you, you take one business with one product selling into a couple of states, it's really already more complex than the majority of small businesses in America can handle, right? And you, you add in an element of the direct selling component uh, with independent contractors um, and the obligation of those uh, those entities or those corporate entities having to collect tax across the entire 56 or 46 states out there that are collecting some level of sales tax. It's just a, it's a burden and it's overwhelming and it's, um, it goes from zero to a million different activities that somebody or someone or some team has to manage overnight. So it's just, uh, it's a lot more fun with the software in between you and the person. Yeah. Great. Uh, I think you, it looks like just a number on the bottom of your receipt. Yes. That's <laughs> Something, what we all see anyway, right? Uh, right. Yeah. It just looks like it's this simple thing that gets calculated when you check out. And what you don't realize is what happens behind the scenes for that little number to pop up there. And 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 in Utah, uh, we get a different rate if it's food than if it's other things. So... Yep. All of that happens and it's just a nice little number on the bottom of the receipt and we have no idea the complexity. Yep. Uh, so how should a company go about finding a tax automation software company? Yeah, I always recommend three things that they should be looking at. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the solution provider's experience in direct selling in particular, the breadth and depth of their product, and then the cost is always a big one, right? And so just diving real quickly into each one of those three you know, if, if you're looking at an experience level in direct selling, um, just take Avalara, for example. You know, we've got 3,000 plus employees, but because of the uniqueness of direct selling, we, we actually had to carve out a, a team that could speak to the nuances of how this industry works. So we have a team of less than 10 people in the whole entire company who understand what it takes to actually support 
the compliance of a direct selling company in particular. Um, so that, that experience and, and that dedicated presence, just, just a knowledge base, right? When you get into the words downline and multi-level and distributors and 1099s, if, if those words are being thrown out and you're talking to your tax provider that you're evaluating and they're just kind of glazed over and just you know, dismissing those away and don't have a way to speak to that, that nuance and that level of detail, then that's probably something to cause, cause some concern. And if they are able to speak to that, that's, that should be exciting to you. Um, and breadth and depth, that one really just comes down to, you know, to your first question, right? Is there more than just sales tax, right? There's, there's use tax, right? So being able to say what, what, what's the implication there? Um, so having a software that can aid you in the calculation of use tax, there's VAT. So there's international, right? right? That goes beyond just North America. Um, there's the complexity of the returns process. And is there, are they, do they help you manage the returns process? Um, there's tax research questions, you know, these bigger, Entities, you take somebody like uh, New Skin or Herbalite, you know, they're managing uh, dozens of markets, if not even over a hundred markets all over the world. And so for them being able to have a tool that's really uh, not just a wide variety of tools, but something that can dig into the very, very nitty gritty of tax law and help them to actually strategize and tax plan is huge. And then the last one, like I said, was cost is that one always comes up, right? You want to be able to look at a provider and say, now are they worth the buck that they're charging me? And so um, it's not to say that every um, tax automation provider is going to be numbered one to a hundred in terms of cost and the lowest cost is the best. The highest cost is the, the worst or vice versa. It just really comes down to, you know, what value add taking those two first numbers, um, you know, their experience in direct selling the solution they're providing kind of packaging all that together into one, comprehensive solution and saying, does that cost make sense to me? Yeah. And I um, I was just thinking, I, I, I one of the jobs that I do at MLM.com is I review the news weekly. And it seems to me that, that you all have to keep up with the changes that are happening all over the world as well yeah, as yeah. the changes that are happening in the U.S., right? So company, uh, a state can say, you need to start sales tax on every product every time, right? It has to be collected. Yeah, it's at 1099s is another one I was thinking, uh, you know, do at what level do you have to start standing to 1099? And that can vary by state as well, right? So the complexity is times. Oh, yeah, your across, countries across the board. Yeah, to your point of changes too. I mean, I'm in Utah and Salt Lake City area, right? And, and I think we were talking about this before we started a little bit of of the food tax, right? And so Utah, some, some states don't tax groceries at all. Utah does have some layer of tax. And at times it's even shifted that. And even in 2021, um, th- there was a time where they implemented some legis- legislation to tax, then to remove the tax and then tax back. I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember where it ended because it's changed so many times, even re- recent history. Uh, we've got a whole team at Avalara of 300 people in compliance. And literally that's their job is to look up what the states are publishing and their latest changes. And yeah, they can go into effect on anything at any time. Right. And so that could be simply a one product change, right. To say, okay, now your, your acai juice is taxed at this rate. Um, it could be that your acai juice, if it's bottled, it's taxed at one rate. If it's in a, you know, a, a large bowl, it's taxed at another one. If it's cold, if it's hot. I mean, <laughs> The nuances of that are just insane, right? Yeah. So that that's where the software gets into it, where you can make classifications and, and the automation to say, okay, I'm going to take myself out of the equation. I'm not going to be chasing down what these crazy states. And, and then you get into the counties and 
yeah. cities. And uh, I mean, it just the overlapping nature of these things is is mind boggling. And that, that's what's kind of fun, too, about the software. You get into it and you can see you can say, hey, click on a button. I can see that, you know, that uh, that Nancy order that came through. Yeah, we charged her 274 in tax. Where, where did that come from? What made yeah. up that 274? Yeah. Um, so that's fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, software, I think, should be judged partially on what kinds of information can these people give you at your fingertips. Uh, Love it. Right. It, it, I should be able to push a button and say, here's what's happening. Right. So. Yeah. Transparency is huge across, uh, I think, sales tax in particular, because you're going to get out of it. I mean, it's not right. it's not really if it's really when you're going to get out of it. Right. Yeah. So that's. That's the question of the day is like, okay, how do I, how do I stand up for what I charged and why I charged it? And so to be able to click a button and say, okay. Uh, and in fact, auditors, you can, you can give them access to the software and give them a user, which yeah. is awesome. So you could literally create a user form and say, Hey, here it is. This is what we did and why. So that, that kind of thing makes, makes the challenge of it really go away very quickly. Yeah. So what are you seeing coming up in 2022 since we're in January and we're all thinking about 2022 and how horrible it's going to be for our lives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hopefully not, 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 hopefully it's not all negative thought, but I oh, hear you. I hear you, especially in terms of compliance. It typically is, you know, what's, what's going to affect me and how bad, right? Yeah. Um, you, the, the thing this year is, you know, we've, we've had this move towards e-commerce in general, which I think states, um, we're already pretty much ahead of over the last few years. They've transitioned a lot of their, their, um, you know, their taxation to be based off of remote selling. So that's, um, th- that's involved everything from having your business based in Utah and selling into Florida and Florida wanting a piece of that, even though you're not based there. Right. But also you've seen, you know, the marketplace growth of companies like, you know, Amazon and Etsy and, and those type of businesses where, you know, the mom and pop or the mommy blogger who's selling jewelry. Um, through that marketplace. So there's a lot of taxation laws that have really accelerated um, over the last couple of years. And I don't think there's going to be any drastic things. I mean, talking to the tax experts this year that we've had, we have a report that we release every year that kind of goes through the nitty gritty of it, but there's nothing monumental. It's really, I, I would say it's tightening of the shoestrings, right? It's, it's really the states and the different jurisdictions trying to find out um, you know, where the gaps are in their tax, like where are they not getting a piece, right? Because they're always trying to find revenue. They don't, they don't get paid for anything other than what uh, they're collecting off of us, right? In these transactions. Um, and so, I mean, a couple of places where you're seeing them start laws is like in the digital services that's been new over the last oh, okay. couple of years. That's, okay. that's going to continue. So you take like, um, you know, the services like a, a beach body or something like that, right? Where they're doing a, a monthly subscription, a Peloton type of thing. Um, th- those are huge right now, right? Any, any subscription based thing and especially digital services, um, and di- digital, you know, goods. So I, 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 even though those have typically been something that weren't taxed, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more states take a look at that and say, okay, you know, how, how do we find a way to, make this piece of our strategy as well. I guess, uh, yeah, and it, it, money is always fascinating to watch, right? I guess Venmo now has to report to the government if someone gives you more than $600 or something. I'm like, what? What the heck? Yeah, I'm trying to be paid under the table here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't even get involved on the IRS side, but the same idea, right? The legislation walking through, you know, the Capitol Hill of, you know, being able to, 
looking at people's bank accounts. Track and it's, your money. it's the same idea, right? They're, right. they're trying to find a way to have access. And that's why we at, at Avalara and really any company that's in tax automation, it's not going away, right? right. Our, our, you know, our hand-to-hand transactions of buying something and being face-to-face is, is next to nothing these days, right? We're all buying things online. We're all buying yeah. things digitally. Um, and because of that, it's, it's easier on us. It's nice to use our PayPal wallets, but it's also easier on the states. They can see it. They know exactly right. where it's at, where it came from and who, who charged it. And so they're going to, they're going to find a way to take yep. a piece of it. Yep. Yep. It, it, well, anytime you're talking about a number, uh, that's put out into the space, right? The internet space, uh, it's trackable. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> There's, yeah. we can't get we away from our livelihood on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get away from it. Uh, so what does a company need to know specifically about going international? Yeah. Uh, international really comes into the idea of, you know, how many markets are you going to be in? So you want to, you want to think of that, right? So from a direct selling perspective, um, you, you may be looking at Europe first. You might be looking at Australia might be looking down into South America. So it's, it's kind of pinpointing geographically where you're going to go and how many countries you're going to go into. Because the nuances of them are are much like in the United States where we're thinking of each state has its own. It's, it's going to be each country, right? You're going even into the EU. Um, the complexity is there. It's typically on the fact that you should be thinking about, okay, how am I going to file or do my, my returns in each one of these, in each one of these uh, countries? Because they're typically in um, in, in language. So, you, you know, while you might have the EU and, and the, the VAT or the actual rate tends to be pretty straightforward, Avalara doesn't play a huge role there, although that there's some indication that might start getting more complex. Um, where you see the automation providers are, are really helping to outsource the returns processing. So then you don't have to have seven different people who speak seven different languages. You can just simply say, hey, all of my filings for VAT in, in Europe or India or Brazil, let's just get them over to a team that that's all they do all day long. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's a scale thing, right? So um, some companies feel like they can manage it if it's one or two countries. But if, uh, you know, you take some of these larger international uh, direct selling companies that are, you know, have boots on the ground in 25 countries, it, it's, there's not really one office that can manage that. Right. Um, you know, you can't just turn it over to your Portugal office or turn it over to your Brazil office. Um, so it, it is nice to be able to turn it over to a company like Avalara and simply just say, hey, okay, everything returns oriented, everything filing oriented. Take a look. Help me out. Great. Great. Um, so what are some compliance challenges beyond sales tax that direct sellers should think about? Yeah, some of the principal ones would be your 1099 management and W-9 collection. So um, obviously when you're working through tens of thousands of independent contractors, you're going to be collecting their, their PII, you know, their personal information. Right. Um, so what processes do you have around that? You know, are they secure? Are they scalable? What we see a lot with direct sellers in, in, in particular is they have these enrollment processes that they're bringing on these direct or these uh, um, distributors, you know, whatever they call them, their consultants. Um, and, they don't really have a way to verify that their social security number is accurate. So then they get to the time of payments, they get to the time of issuing the 1099 in the following year. And, you know, they're getting dinged by the IRS because they didn't have an accurate SSN number. And then that creates a whole follow-up process and a nightmare. So 
having something on the front end to collect that W-9 information accurately and appropriately, manage those documents, and then same thing on the back end of the 1099, excuse me, distribution uh, is, is kind of goes beyond the transaction piece, but is still around that compliance idea. Um, and then I would say the other idea is the complexity of just if you want to really get into, you know, while Avalara outsources the idea of the calculation, um, we definitely have uh, companies that get into the piece and they're like, okay, you know, just like we said that that juice could be charged, whether it's hot or cold or all that idea. Right. It's nice to be able to have a tool to zero in and say, okay, what, what should I classify my product as? Right. And so those, those strategy tools are really helpful as well to just say, you know, I, I, I don't want to just do the generic tax code that's going to charge my customer the most about. <coughs> right. Excuse me. But I want to be able to actually say what's most accurate for them and most accurate for us. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, it's been enlightening. Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us today. And uh, anything else, any final words you want to say about tax? And I guess we all have to start thinking about taxes here. No, I, I yeah, I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to um, put a strategy in place, right? But yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, the best thing to think about is what's the strategy moving forward? You, you, there's no one answer. Yeah, great. And they, of course, can contact Avalara and you and your contact information will be on this uh, podcast. So thank you so much, Brian. Yep. Very happy to join you, Nancy. Have a great one. This has been the MLM.com podcast. I'm Nancy Toblier, your host. I want to thank Leroy Ball for his help in the audio and the production of the podcasts, as well as Kelsey Ball for her help in creating the podcasts. This has been the MLM.com podcast, bringing you information and insight into the direct sales industry. Join us again next time.